This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to a news extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. A Christmas lights parade will take place in Killaloo on Sunday, the 19th of December. Fiona Mahoney is the Camogie Secretary of Smith O'Brien's and she spoke to Jim Collins about the event. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Fiona O'Mahony. And Fiona is the Camogie Secretary uh, of Smith O'Brien's uh, Camogie. Uh, Fiona, first of all, you're very welcome to Scariff Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much, Jim, for having me on. You're very welcome. Uh, tell me something, just before we start, and I know we're going to talk about a specific uh, event over the next uh, couple of weeks, but... Um, the Camogie Club and the GA Club in Smith O'Brien's, I gather, are now all the one. Yeah, um, it's been a bit of a historic year for us in uh, Smith O'Brien's. Um, at the start of uh, 2021, uh, they had a new executive committee come on board um, in the GA Club. A very um, progressive um, executive committee and one of the kind of aims or objectives they had was to introduce the one club model. Um, in Smith O'Brien's and we worked with them and um, negotiated and whatever and I'm happy to say in July of this year we came together as the Smith O'Brien's GA and Camogie Club yeah. and we're really, uh, really starting to see the kind of the fruits of that labour and you know with plans to go into 2022 and have a, even a greater you know means partnership um, but from a kind of a sharing of coaching resources and from the kind of pitch management and sharing of our one pitch in Smith O'Brien's, it's, it's really worked well, you know, to mean that close collaboration with our, our GA yeah, um, counterparts. That's great to hear and it's it's an example for I think for all other clubs, Fiona. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely, you know what I mean, promote it as said, and it, it does give us as a Camogie Club, a much more equal footing and a, a place at the executive table, which I think is very important as well. So, yes. Um, okay. Good stuff. Anyway, tell me, um, you're you're doing an event over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you're sort of lighting up uh, the town of Killaloo. Well, that's the plan, Jim. Um, we're delighted um, to be back again um, in 2021 with the uh, Christmas Parade of Lights. We ran the same event back in 2019 and it was hugely successful. And as you know, it's been a kind of a difficult 18 months for clubs at large in terms of fundraising because of the the COVID restrictions we've had. So it's kind of our first opportunity to get back and, and pump in some good um, funds into the club, you know what I mean, both the GA and the Camogie Club. Um, and we're hoping to do so with the Parade of Life. Now, it is... A family event um, outdoors, which is great um, in these times. And I mean, the whole um, concept is that uh, we accept um, businesses and individuals entering their vehicles into the parade and they um, are to come all dressed up for Christmas, basically. Lots of lights, the sparklier and the spanglier, the better. And um, we basically do a parade starting in Smith O'Brien's pitch all the way down Convent Hill and back up Main Street, Killaloo, um, ending at the Green, um, which is just outside Killaloo Church, um, at which um, there will be a, a judging of all the vehicles that enter and we'll be giving a first and prize and a runners-up prize to the, the best-dressed vehicle, basically. Lovely. It's, it sounds like a lovely introduction to Christmas, Fiona. Um, so who's it's open to everybody, you say, um, businesses or individuals or groups? Yeah, 
anybody can enter um, that has any sort of vehicle. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, a tractor, a truck, uh, a quad bike. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll accept any make, shape, or type of vehicle. Um, all we're asking is that. Um, Anybody entering comes and, you know, really makes a, a great effort to kind of make it as, you know, sparkly, as I said, and put on, the you know, the lights and, um, you know, because it'd be a fantastic spectacle then for the, the community, especially the children, uh, you know, at this time of the year. Yeah, maybe even to remind people of the types of vehicles that were in last year's one or, or the kind of lighting up things that people got up to. Yeah, with them. I mean, people generally use the LED lights, and you know, for best effect. Um, we had um, a pickup truck that, um, for you know, what I mean, a mechanic, one of our local mechanics had, who actually was the winner in the last one, and he even had a Santa Claus at the back of it, a live Santa Claus. So we had um, a local um, owner of an Arctic truck. He entered it. He was fantastic. He sort of seen the decorated bales of hay and everything that were on the back of that truck. Uh, we had tractors. We had a little girl who entered on her tricycle. Uh, we had the uh, members of um, a, a tri-club who came cycling in the Parade of Lights. So um, we don't mind. We're just open to whatever people want to kind of feel they can enter as long as it's, you know, what I mean, they put in the spirit of Christmas into it and, and really kind of um, go all out as much as possible to kind of make it as sparkly and spangly as possible. I know. So people can dress up as elves if they want to, or Mrs. Claus can make an appearance. Absolutely. Any Anything Absolutely. goes. Anything goes, yeah. Yeah, well, that it sounds fantastic now. It, it sounds really good. And hopefully that you'll get a reasonably fine evening for it so that, um, you know, people can go out in comfort and watch it. Tell, just yeah. rem, remind me again uh, when it's on. Sunday evening. So it's on Sunday, um, December 19th, and it's kicking off at 6pm. So we'd hope that everybody in the wider community and surrounding area and the town would get out and really enjoy, I think, what is going to be a really festive and atmospheric um, event. And I suppose the wonderful thing about it is the fact that it is outdoors. So we believe it will be, you know what I mean, hopefully somewhat healthy in, in uh, these COVID times. Yes. Um, but really it is, it's a real family event. And I suppose it's kind of uh, been a really good year for Smith O'Brien's, you know what I mean? We've had lots of success in the Camogie at under 14s and under 13s level. And of course we had that super county intermediate win um, on the, from our hurlers, which was you know a, a huge boost for um, Killaloo. Um, yes. So, yeah, lots to kind of celebrate and, and enjoy, you know what I mean, as a community uh, through this event. Lovely. And tell me uh, one final thing. Um, does somebody, do do somebody who wants to take part, do they have to enter? Do they have to enter beforehand? Or can they turn up on the evening? Ideally, we'd like them to enter on, you know, beforehand um, so they, they can register their vehicle. Um, that allows us to kind of sequence the vehicles and know how many we have in terms of organising the parade. But I will say last time around, we did have people who turned up on the night and, you know, absolutely, by all means, nobody will be turned away. Yes. We'd be delighted to have okay. um, all entrants at every, whatever time. But if they need to, um, you know, get in contact um, with me, um, in order to enter, um, my number is 087 925 
I'd be absolutely delighted to, to get um, you know any inquiries on the event. Lovely. Well, Fiona, that sounds brilliant. As I said, it sounds like a great start to Christmas and hopefully you'll get loads of floats, even more than last year, uh, and that you'll get a fine evening and that people of Killaloo and surrounding areas will be able to go out that evening and enjoy themselves. Thank you so much for coming on Scariff Bay Community Radio this today. And thank you very much, Jim, for um, giving me this opportunity for the interview. And yes, thank you for all your support and encouragement. Okay, Fiona, thanks a lot. God bless now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye bye. Last weekend, Smith O'Brien's GA Club launched a new fundraising drive at the clubhouse. The special guest on the evening was the newly crowned All Star Tony Kelly. Tony had words of advice for young club players and spoke about Clare's chances in 2022. I suppose the biggest thing in under 15, even though you want to win absolutely everything you're in, whether it's under 15, schools competition, 16, to, to, to be all in all is, 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 I suppose, progressing onto your senior team. Um, I suppose the advantage you have now, lads, is that if your senior team of the club has actually won intermediate and is up senior, um, there's a few of you there probably 15 years of age, 16, you're only probably two, three, four years away max from coming into that setup. Um, we were similar ourselves in Belier. We, we were intermediate and then we went up senior. We, um, they struggled away to keep up and they knew there was a good crop coming. Um, and that's the most important thing. Every one of you down there, whether you were number 24 in the panel, whether you were the best player in the panel, the thing is to improve. Um, it's all about, all about improving. Um, You've got such a facility here. Um, if you look around the county, around the country, not many clubs have a, a facility like this, especially for the months you'd call October, November, December, January. They're the months, lads, where you make the most, the most strides. Um, again, if you're the best player in Killaloo, you're probably going into a clear development squad. When you go in there, there's probably going to be a couple better than you. That's the way it is as you go up along the ladder. Whether you're a sub in the Killaloo team, use this. Use the facility every single evening. Um, up and down the country, I see it inside in Flannan's, lads. Every single day, we've lads coming to the school with a hurley practicing, so you have to get ahead of the competition. Whether you're in Killaloo, okay, and you're that under-15 team that's after winning there, guys. If I was to ask two or three V, be able to pinpoint who the best player in the team is, that's the goal for whether you're a sub, whether you're the second-best player, third-best player, fifth-best player, is catch that person and outpass them. Um, that's the way it is. You go into a clear development squad then, there could be someone better than you on The goal is then... Look at them, what are they good at? Come down here, improve and get better than them. Um, and as I said, you're in a great position, guys, with your senior team now, up senior. Um, you won't feel out, you, you, you can probably come along, whether it's minor, under 21, or under 20, and senior. And the biggest thing, guys, is just keep practicing. Keep practicing every single day. If it's not out there, get in here. And um, other than that, lads, just, I suppose, best of luck. Um, I suppose Killaloo now up senior with us next year. Um, we, we were wishing them well this year and uh, next year we'll be, we'll be hopping off them. But look, at, we see, I see similarities with the likes of Killaloo and ourselves. We were, I suppose, going back when we first started, when I, when I came onto the panel in Belay, about 17 years of age, we, were, um, we weren't maybe that successful at senior level. And um, a good crop of players, guys, is, is extremely important. And uh, especially the younger lads, you need to be coming one in ones and twos and threes and fours and, and get onto the senior panel. You've two good lads here, lads, are a great example. You won't go too far wrong copying what these two boys are doing. You'll see it there. Keen is inside the senior panel with us. Okay, Mike called in this year. 
you see them lads below here, whether in the gym, whether outside hurling, whether they're running, okay, they're the example of the club lads, you look to them, if they're doing it and they're after making it to the clear senior panel, you should be thinking the exact same thing and copying their example and uh, just a simple message lads is just keep hurling and keep practicing, that's it. Um, yeah, look, sure, every year is, uh, it brings on, um, I suppose, new challenges depending on, you might have injuries or, or, or whatnot, but um, yeah, look, we're confident that we're, we're confident we're moving in the right direction. We were poking the ball away last year, beating Cork, and Cork got to the All-Ireland final. I know, I suppose they got, tri they got a trim in, in the All-Ireland final, but um, I suppose that was just down to the day themselves, not performing. So we're not too far away. Munster is obviously um, is a minefield with the, with the teams that are there at the minute. They're extremely strong. But um, yeah, look, we're quite confident that, um, that we're moving in the right direction. And uh, we have a couple of new faces added to the panel, which is always good as well. And uh, we have a couple coming back from injury, um, the likes of Shannon Donalds and Peter Duggan coming back from Australia. So look, at, we feel we're strong. If we can get a bit of luck and stay injury free, um, we'll, have a, we'll have a crack off it in um, April or, or May whenever we're out. So uh, yeah, look, at, a bit of luck and uh, keep, uh, I suppose, progressing from where we have been the last couple of years and we'll be fine. Finally, Dara Fitzgerald reports again on the hurling fortunes of St. Joseph's Secondary School Tulla in a couple of important recent games. The second round of the Harty Cup was a huge knockout hurling tie as St. Joseph's Tulla men took out the Harty Cup kingpin St. Coleman's in a dramatic extra time win in Fermoy. The match started off well with Derek Kyo slotting over nice frees from the middle of the 65. Coleman's responded with a nice free from Jamie Magner, their star man. Coleman's kept on top of Tuller for the first 15 minutes, slotting over nice frees from Magner again. Tuller only scored two points from their free-taker Derek Yo, leaving a score in favour of the Coleman's men, six points to two, heading into the first water break. Coming into the second quarter, Coleman's got early scores, but great defending from Tuller full-back line and Aaron Shanahan in goals, kept out goals and Coleman's full-forward line. Tuller only got two points in the second quarter, again from their free-taker Derek Yo. Key men for Tuller were Oshin Clune, Ron O'Connor, Oshin O'Connor, who were winning ball and delivering it well. It was a quiet second quarter coming into half-time, leaving the score four points to ten to Coleman's. Tuller had a huge job coming into the third quarter. The third quarter started well for Tuller, with Derek Yo scoring three nice frees. Tuller didn't score from play for the whole 60 minutes, as Coleman's well-organised defence repeatedly and cynically ripped down the Tuller forwards. Sean Whittycomb punished Coleman's from frees. The last quarter was an exciting one, with both teams going at it hard to get the win. Tuller outscored Coleman's by a lot in the last quarter, with Sean Whittycomb slotting over a nice freeze. Fionn Hickey got a nice point as well, to bring Tuller within three points of Coleman's. In the last minute, Derek Hill played a nice ball across to Sean Whittycomb, who took on Coleman's man and got pulled down to the ground to win a free. Sean stepped up on the 21 and got a goal after a shocking mistake by the Coleman's keeper. This game was going to extra time on a scoreline of 1-9 to 12 points. At the start of the first half of extra time, Coleman's got a goal straight off the bat, but this didn't phase the Tuller men at all, and Sean Whittycomb slotted a nice freeze to bring Tuller within a point of Coleman's. A great run from Oshin Clune was passed off the ball to Conor O'Donnell, who then found Fionn Hickey, who stuck it in the back of the net. The Coleman's men kept pushing hard, but Tuller kept them out, and well-taken points from Oshin O'Connor and Fionn Hickey sealed the win for the Tuller men on a final scoreline of 116 to 216. Tuller advanced to the quarterfinals, which will be played on January 8th, a Saturday. Quarterfinal draw will be made next week. The fourth round of the Clare Under-15 Schools Hurling Competition ended a disappointing draw for the St. Joseph's boys after a great comeback from the Flannins' one team. 
The opening 15 minutes really started well for Tulla, with Billy Moroney and Jerry O'Connor coming together to score some nice points and an early goal. Conor Ralph grabbed some nice scores early on for the Flannan side, with both teams showing some brilliant skill early on in the game. The scoreline finished at 1-5 to 3 points in favour of the St. Joseph's Tulla men at the first water break. Straight away out of the water break, Tulla came out with a huge attitude change. The Tulla backs played out of their skin, holding on to the Flannan's fourth scoreless during this quarter. Heavy work from Matthew Corbett and Mikey Vaughan helped Tulla get the ball into the danger men, Lee Murphy and Jerry Connor, which left Tulla with a total of 1-2 scored in the second quarter. The score was 2-7 to 3 points, with the Tulla men taking the lead at half-time. Flannans came out of their huddle looking eager to get some early scores. Tulla looked more relaxed as they were comfortable with their lead. Conor Ralph, Reen Hickey and Harry Doherty all doing really well going forward and Darrell Ball holding the backline strong for the Flannans team helped them gain an edge over Tulla. Tulla came back with a score from Billy Moroney towards the end of the quarter leaving the scoreline of 4-8 to 1-6 at the second water break. Good saves from Jack Lovett were not enough to stop Flannans from letting four goals past the Tulla backline late in the final quarter. Tulla only scored three points in the last 15 minutes as Flannans made a comeback to level the game in the last minute of the hemp and goal from Conor Ralph. St. Joseph's left Cahar Lohan disappointed as they drew in a scoreline of 5-9 to 4-12. Tulla are out again next week against Rice College in Cahar You have been listening to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio. Mm-hmm.